Hello and welcome to Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, today I have my co-host Mike Blanchard with me, and we're going to kind of take a step back. Uh, we're actually going to go back. We're going to jump in the DeLorean 20 years. Yes. <laughs> it was 20 years ago today. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're going to step back here 20 years and kind of take a look at history as to what happened here. Uh, Mike, I know you kind of suggested this topic. We're basically looking at a snapshot of 1994. Uh, well, what I had suggested was 1994 in television, since you were trying to come up with an idea for a topic that you know has a 20th anniversary. And I was like, well, I know we, we do a lot of movies on this podcast. We've done a couple of video games and we do some TV stuff, but... I figure since it is 20 years ago to, you know, not necessarily to this current date, but 20 years ago in general, I figure, why not just celebrate 1994 all over again? Hey, that works <laughs> for me, you know? I, and well, the sad thing is, March 1st, 1994, the Ides of March really showed their ugly red head because the new voice of Kit apparently was born March 1st, 1994. Ugh, oh, God. Jesus. <laughs> And, and no, folks, we are not talking about Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer. No, no. <laughs> we are talking about the latest news that has dropped. The fucking Canadian who just needs to stay up in Canada. Okay, okay let, me, let, me, let me say something here. Because a lot of people, a lot of your listeners might not know this, but I, I mean, I've been podcasting for six years now. I have never not said I don't love, which I do love Nickelback. Everybody gives me shit for loving Nickelback. And yet can't, you know, everyone gives me shit for that. Gives it, gives that band shit for everything. Oh, they're the same band over and over and over again. The music sucks. I'm sorry. Canada produced something worse than Nickelback. And that was Justin Bieber. It yes. really was. Yes. And, and I'm sorry. Okay. You know, I know there's some great people that come out of Canada. Uh, Tara Blyer, you know, <laughs> Yeah, friends of ours, Tara Blair, yeah. uh, Mike the Birdman Dodd. You, you yeah. know, there's so many of you guys out there. We love Canada. Don't get us wrong. It's just asshats like Justin Bieber that give you guys a bad name. Yeah, <laughs> we're sorry. We apologize. And I'm but, sorry. The free health care doesn't make up for Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's <sighs> we don't want him. Take him back. <laughs> yes, take him back. Take him out in the back of the woods somewhere and. Yeah. Do some, drop them off a ravine or something. Or Make them into maple syrup or Labatt's. Uh, we don't care. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, now all is I'm thinking of is those stupid maple syrup wars and super troopers. Granted, that was Vermont and not Canada, but still, it's the same damn principle. Yeah, I mean, th there were some good things that came out of them. You know, I my favorites are still SCTV, which that's yeah. something we'll have to touch on because – a for former alum from SCTV uh, passed away in 1994. Mm. Uh, our, our favorite. I mean, I love this guy. He was basically a very good friend of uh, John. Oh, God. I'm drawing a blank. What the hell's his name? Director. Um, John Hughes. Oh, John Hughes. Okay. I thought you were thinking of uh, John K. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Renan Stimpy, thank you very much. Yeah, no. Uh, actually, I was referring to John Candy, uh, yeah. who passed away in 1994. And, yeah. you know, he came out. He came out. He was one of the people who helped us, uh, helped introduce us with SCTV. Uh, he brought forth 
you know, wonderful things with planes, trains, and automobiles, the great outdoors, mm-hmm. summer rental. You know, mm-hmm. it's a shame that he has missed. He he did pass away in 1994. And you stop and think about it. It's been 20 years since John Candy last produced a movie. Mm-hmm. And yet we still love him. We still know who he is. We still love him. He's going to live on. I wish his ghost was back producing comedies now because the comedies of today's film genre. Oh, my God. Just so horrible. Um, <laughs> the other thing is the Joker died in 1994. Yes, and, and let's clarify that this was <laughs> this was probably one of the better jokers in my mind, Caesar mm-hmm. Romero. Yeah, you know, you shall be missed. It was I remember Batman sixty six. You know, he would have that that Mexican mustache that was in there, and they would white it out with the Joker makeup, and you could mm-hmm. still see it when you looked at him. They did the close up; you could still see the Joker mustache in there. It was hilarious. <laughs> and when they started coming back with the Batman sixty six comics to show homage, they put that little penciled in mustache in there as well. And I thought that was a great touch. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Romero has done, uh, he had done amazing, amazing things. Um, oof, what a horrible way to go though. Died of bronchitis and pneumonia. Oh. Um, I'm pretty sure, although I can't be specific unless, it's not probably going to show it to me on Wikipedia. I could have sworn he also did the voice of the Joker in the new Batman Scooby-Doo movies. I could be wrong, but it did sound like him a little bit. Um, Might have been. I, I like I said, I, I could be wrong, but I'm not. You know, I'm not too other than '66 Joker. Um, but you know, it's one of those things. Oh, God, Dakota Fanning was born this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but some of the things that started in television this year, uh, you've got Viper, which didn't last too long, and it still is not on DVD, which sucks. I know. Uh, Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego, which is the cartoon version on Fox Kids. It That was, uh, you know, I, I liked it for what it was for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely more edutainment than anything else. I mean, I watched it, watched a couple of episodes. It just wasn't the same as as the game show that they had on PBS. I love that a lot more. Yeah. You know, just. Well, when you have Rockapella doing your, your theme song, I mean. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. Um, let's see. Other starts in 94 for TV. We had uh, USA Network's Duckman. Oh, Lord. Good old George. George Costanza before he was George Costanza a little bit. Yes, and, uh, and Greg Berger do doing the voice of Cornfed. I Cornfed, yep. I, I met the man. He sounds when he talks, he sounds exactly like Cornfed. I mean, that's his voice. Yep, and just the nicest man I've ever met. So, yeah, Greg is awesome. Uh, I know. We also had one of my favorites that was short lived, and it was. People, I, the I, I'm gonna, show? No, no. I'm going to get shit for this one. It was a Fox start. The Critic. Oh. Well, actually, yeah. I take that back. It was it was an ABC start originally, and then it went to yeah. Fox. Then it went to Fox, yeah. The Critic was all right. It just, I, I don't know. It, just... it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
Sister Sister started in 94 on ABC. Uh, let's see. Um, Claire Danes with her start on My So-Called Life. Yep. You know, a lot of people like that show. I personally never watched it, but. I can't, like, I could have sworn this show was older than what it is, but on Bravo, Inside the Actors Studio only started 20 years ago. I mean, James Lipton is wow. so god James Lipton is so goddamn old. I thought they've been doing that show since the 70s. Seriously. Yeah, and <laughs> the studio like the studio scenes where they're shooting it kind of gives you that feel like it's been done since, you know, Crossfire days of the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin the series started uh, in syndication. Uh, New York Undercover started on Fox. The Tick started on Fox Kids. Um, yes, and, and our, let me give everybody just a little taste of this one here because I, I found this. Sorry, I had to play it. I found it. I said, yeah, this has to go out. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, um, Party of Five started this year on Fox. Um, you know, those are a number of different friends and family members on that show that are a hell of a lot better than what we would have gotten from NBC on September 22nd, 1994. <laughs> oh, would that be this one? God, make it stop. Yes. Even 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 twenty years. Okay, obviously, nineteen ninety four. I was fourteen years old. Even twenty years later, the only episode of that show I can watch is where they go to the Hootie and the Blowfish concert. It's the only episode of that entire fucking show that I can watch. I don't care for the characters. I wish uh, Lisa Kudrow had stayed on with uh, Mad About You um, because she was so much better as uh, as. Ursula than she was a, I mean I, I just the yeah. whole show of Friends is just it's not it's not my cup of tea and e even back then I didn't care I mean I was 14 years old but I didn't care about Seinfeld all that much either but nowadays as you know 34 35 years old I appreciates the comedy in Seinfeld a hell of a lot more than the comedy in Friends yeah I mean let, I'll, I'll be honest there was one thing that stuck in my head and it's only because my wife has said it in my household. <laughs> there is a scene when they had Marcel the monkey. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so this is going way back. <laughs> and Marcel poops in Rachel's shoe. Oh, God. That has been said in my household. Who pooed in the shoe? Did you poo in the shoe? <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. Um, it, it's kind of gone on from there. And that's that's like, to me, it's... It's one of these things that's gotten stuck in my head. I would kind of rather forget it, but, you know, then again, I will say NBC did make up for it with this show. I gotta love ER. That was, that was my <laughs> thing. That was the thing. We would come in after every Thursday night, every Friday morning, we would come into our class in English class. And mm -hmm. our English teacher, our AP English teacher, would sit there and we would analyze ER for like five, ten minutes of the first, the first five, ten minutes of class. And it was just <laughs> like everybody in our class was so enthused with this show. And there were people that were 
wanting to go and be doctors and ER techs because of this. Yeah, they were wanting to go do that and then I bet they looked at all of what you have to do to become one of those things and it's like 25 years of school? No, thank you. 25 additional years on top of K through 12. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I, I have a friend of mine who has become a neuroscientist because of the show. Uh, she actually is still going strong. She's working out of uh, UCLA right now or you, uh, I think it's UCLA. Uh, anyway, she's got grants that she's going on and she's working with uh, the Christopher Reeve Foundation, which I'm really glad for. And she's still going strong with that. So, hey, you know what? I was going to say, wait, you're friends with Blossom? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, she is a neuroscientist, I think, or she's some sort of scientist in real life. I forget. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, my friend Erica Dale, she's actually doing some wonderful things with, with uh, them and got her inspiration from Michael Crichton in ER. So I'm proud to say that, you know. It's a shame the guy's passed on now, but this was his start and this was his show that ran for God knows how many years. You know, I want to say at least 10 years. Um, yeah, something like that. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, well, no. Uh, two, 94 to 06 and then 2009 was the finale. Okay. So, geez, it's almost longer than, than yeah. Yeah. Um, you also had reboot starting this year, uh, which yeah. was you know megabyte and dot and. I, I gotta say, I mean, I kind of liked it. I remember watching it because that was like one of the first things of Disney's one Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. That unfortunately, you know, there is no longer Saturday morning cartoons, and this was kind mm -hmm. of this was an awesome cartoon because of the fact that it was one of the first series that actually used computer animation throughout the entire thing. And that was kind of a new thing as far as I was concerned. And so I was hooked on it because I was getting ready to, you know, I was learning about computer animation. And I was thinking at the time that I would study and go work for Pixar. Uh, you know, 1994, 95 was right when Toy Story had come out. And I was still totally enthused with that. And I said, that's going to be the way it is. That's going to be the way that animation is 20 years from now. Lo and behold, what's happened to line art? Yeah. You know, it, it's a sad reality. And Reboot was kind of one of those series that helped launch that and kind of helped kill line art in a lot of ways. Uh, but, I, you know, for what it was, I thought it was a great series. And it was, it was great, but it was the death knell of Saturday morning cartoons. Yep, pretty much. Of course. Um, you know, you also, have, you also have the, I, I've got to mention this. Because it was one of these things that I'm glad it only lived a couple of episodes. Mm. Free Willy, the animated <laughs> series. Willy was a whale that talked in the, in the show. I remember seeing one episode and went, what the fuck? Click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Um... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, another another series that that premiered this year uh, in 1994, November 19th, 1994, Spider Man: The Good One. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I I think I've told this story on here before, but um, at the time uh, we were still well. I, by the time this series started, I had already left Massachusetts, but. <laughs> 
Joe Perry did the the uh, the opening theme song for the '94 Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, Joe Perry, my mom's ex-boyfriend, used to be his dry cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) So I have some sort of connection to Aerosmith. Yay! Oh uh, yeah, I, you know I I love the I love this version of the theme song. I love that they came back and Aerosmith redid it when they did the very first Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, love that love that version of Spider-Man that they did. Sadly, I hate to say this, but the rest of the movies kind of sucked. Even going in now with Andrew Garfield, they're still pretty bad. But. You know, it is what it is. Unfortunately, moving on. <laughs> well, I I like uh, I like Garfield's Peter Parker more than I do Tobey Maguire's because Tobey Maguire's was just geek to the twentieth pat. Like, it, yeah. I understand. I understand six one six universe, Marvel universe. Uh, Peter Parker is supposed to be geeky, but looking ba- honestly at this point, where what? 10 or 12 years out of when uh, uh, Spidey 2002 came out in theaters and looking back on those movies, Tobey Maguire, looking back on it in retrospect, worst choice ever for Peter Parker. He's great as Spider-Man. He's amazing as Spider-Man in the suit and, and doing all those scenes with JJ and all that stuff. But I'm sorry. I like yeah. Garfield better. I really do. Um, but this series um, – this was the series that made me fall in love with Jennifer Hale because she was the voice of the black cat. Oh, <laughs> Jennifer Hale. I just, oh, yeah, I, I love her. <laughs> she's got this great voice. I mean, she's she's a looker, too, but she's not like if you were to pass her on the street, you wouldn't think anything of her. You'd be like, oh, OK. See, for me, if I like if I would have heard her talking, I would know. I oh, mean, yeah. It's one of those things where you know it's it's kind of like the uh, the old uh, Toys R Us story, Lionel. You, yeah, Larry Kinney usually, <laughs> buddy. You know, you're you're in an aisle in a store and you hear someone's voice and you're like, "Hey, I know that voice." No pun intended, not really. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, "Hey, I, I know that voice." And then you look and it's like, "Oh my God, it's Jennifer Hale." Where as 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 Larry's story is more so. You know, I'm the voice of Lionel. Prove it. Larry does it, and kid says, "That sounds nothing like him." <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yep. Uh, one other one. Now, this is one that I'm kind of glad it started. Then it ended a while back, but it, it's I've heard that they're trying to get it rebooted, and I'm kind of looking forward to how they how they want to reboot it on. Uh, on PBS is mm. magic school bus. Hmm. Yeah. They, this started back in 94 on September 12th, 1994. It aired the first episode. I thought it was actually a great series for kids. It was, yeah, it was aimed at younger kids than what we were because, you know, at this time I was 17, but yeah. there were still lots of good things that they were teaching basically the preteens and the tweens. Yeah. You know, I, and I thought it was great. Uh, I'm glad to see that it's starting to come, that they're trying to get it rebooted here. They want to start it back up again. So Miss Frizzle will be coming back, you know, and we'll (laughs) see the school bus changing shape. I'm looking forward to it. Um, But yeah, there was, there was actually a lot of stuff here that happened in 94. I mean, especially when you consider TV stuff. Um, 
if we look at some of the things like sports, for example, mm-hmm. uh, CBS broadcast their last NFL game. Um, it, it, it was their final one since they've been broadcasting since 1956 uh, with Dallas Cowboys defeating the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC championship game. And then shortly after that, we had this. Yes, Fox picked up after that, and they've been pretty much broadcasting ever since. Uh, well, yeah, but CBS got Thursday Night Football this year. Yeah, I'm kind of glad <laughs> that they're starting to return to it, but there's been there's been a lot of things that they've been watching CBS for ever since CBS had the Super Bowl and MTV came out, you know, and Janet had her little, oops, here's my boob, popping out. Yeah. I mean, I I honestly think with sports, you have like what twenty, thirty different ESPNs or twenty or thirty different Fox Sports. You have all these different sports channels. Just put all the damn NFL and MLB have their own damn network. So does NBA and NHL. Mm-hmm. Just put all the damn games on the like. I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm not. I'm not talking about championship games. I'm talking about. May, what irks me more than anything else is when any sporting event interrupts a regularly scheduled program on a broadcast network, ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, whatever. That really irks the hell out of me because then I have to either go online to try to find it or I have to go somewhere else, blah, 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 blah. So just put all this crap on all these 20 million different sports channels you have and then just offer a damn – I mean I know different cable companies offer sports packages. Mm-hmm. So it's like why can't they just do that instead of having to interrupt – and that's – and I, I know I'm, I'm going to get flack for this one as well. Same goddamn thing with the political crap. There should just be one political channel. Make it public access so you don't have to charge people an extra fee to get the damn channel. You know, and just put all the presidential addresses and all the other crap on those channels instead of interrupting. Um, instead of this program playing Tuesday night at nine o'clock, you're going to hear from this president who doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. Yeah, you know, it's it's a shame, and unfortunately, this is th- this is why we're bitching about TV. I mean, and I really <laughs> shouldn't say we're bitching about it, but this is a lot of gripes of why people nowadays are going to things like Netflix and Hulu plus and, you know, crackle and so forth. They're Mm -hmm. tired of the bullshit. Yeah. I'm so glad that I have Netflix and Hulu plus because I don't have to watch fucking political commercials at this time of year. You know, from now until November 6th, I'm going to get inundated with it and I'm tired of the Mm -hmm. bullshit. Mm hmm. Um, so we get, uh, one of the biggest moments from 1994 happened on March 31st, 1994. Madonna appears on the late show with David Letterman and makes headlines for going on a profanity laden, uh, tirade. One of the most censored events of American TV talk show history, though it, re- though it resulted in some of the highest ratings for Letterman's late night career. 
Robin Williams would later describe the segment as a battle of wits with an unarmed woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I heard that and I just started laughing. I'm like, oh my God, I love this. I just, it, it was cracking me up too much. So, uh, I, I'm going to take and mention one other thing here that came out, and then we'll take a short break here. Uh, we had in Saturday Night Live, uh, Martin Lawrence. Martin, <laughs> you know, you're you're a funny comedian sometimes. You were great in Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2. Big Mama's House, you know, there's some bad choices there, but definitely made a bad choice with Saturday Night Live. Uh, he came out and started making explicit, uh, sexually explicit jokes about female genitalia and feminine hygiene. Got him banned from appearing on the network for the next year. Uh, SNL for life. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, so SNL's like, ah, yeah, we're not going to have you. And when they did repeats of the episode on things like Comedy Central and such, basically they, they just put a big title card. It's read by an off-screen player saying... You know, SNL is neutral about the issues mentioned by Lawrence. Network policy prevents his remarks from being rebroadcast, and the incident almost cost the entire cast of SNL their jobs. So it's kind of like, wow. You know, why did they think that he was going to be nice? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and take a break here. Uh, we're going to put in a commercial for a trailer that you guys may have seen for a movie trailer that came out about this year here. This is the story of Stanley Ipkiss. Stanley, you are the nicest guy. <laughs> really, you are. Yeah. His job is at the bank. You're 40 minutes late. Now, that's the same as stealing. I'm sorry, Mr. Dickey. It, it'll never happen again. He loves his dog. Come on, give him to me. Drop it. He's polite to his landlord. Ipkiss. Do you have any idea what time it is? You know, Mrs. Peeman. What? Nothing. And the most exciting thing in his life are his pajamas. But now... Hey, you! What are you doing down there? I'm just looking for... my mask! All that is about to change. Because Stanley Ipkiss is not the man he used to be. Spoken! It's like it brings your innermost desires to life. You become some sort of love-crazy wild man. I want him here tomorrow, alive! Now you have to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Do ya? Punks? <laughs> Jim Carrey is... That's the guy! Hello! The mask. Ooh, somebody stop me! From zero to hero, All right, and we're back. Uh, we're going to dive in here. We're going to talk a little bit more about some series here that we had. Uh, one of my favorites that, you know, one of my favorites here, it's still going strong. They broadcast their 100th episode in 1994. I think you guys will all <laughs> recognize this theme song. 
I think we've all heard that. Yes. <laughs> you know, if you've, if you've lived any time since, you know, the early 90s, you know, late 80s, early 90s, you can't escape The Simpsons. Yep. They are, they are to America what, you know, Coke is and Coke and Pepsi and apple pie and <laughs> baseball. It's love them or hate them. They've been around for way too many years. Mm-hmm. They just started their twenty sixth season, I believe. Jesus, and there's they, you know, five hundred episodes. I know that they just did that. Over no, it, it's over five hundred now. It's it's oh god, I don't I don't even know. Um, uh, it's probably closer. It, it, I, I I know it's over the five hundred mark because I saw the five hundredth episode. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Simpsons was amazing. Note my phrasing there. Was, was amazing. Yes. <laughs> In its heyday, The Simpsons gave kids something new, something different. It gave us a animated kind of look at what married with children really is. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that The Simpsons is the animated version of Al Bundy and Peg Bundy, and I'm not saying that at all. But I mean, you can easily. With, if Maggie never was born, you could easily say that The Simpsons was the animated version of Married with Children because you have Homer, who is he's not as opinionated as Al, but he's close to being an Al Bundy. Instead of working at a shoe store, obviously works at a nuclear power plant, which is yeah. ten times more dangerous. Uh, you've got Marge, who she's she's more outspoken than Peggy Bundy is, and she's more she's smarter than Peggy Bundy was. Oh yeah. And then you've got Lisa and Bart. Uh, Bart easily double as 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 Bud Bundy, but the only difference is Bart has absolutely zero interest in girls when the show first started. Um, I love The Simpsons as a kid. I, I still remember seeing the very first episode, December 17th, 1989. Uh, I was at my, I was with my dad and my, at the time, 89, and they got married yet? No, yeah. Yeah, they got married in 87. Uh, I was with my dad and my stepmom, and we were over at her brother's house, and I was like, oh, The Simpsons are on, I don't know, some Sunday dinner or something or other. Might have been like some holiday dinner like pre-holiday dinner or something like that. I'm like, ooh, The Simpsons, I turn it on. As soon as um, Bart says, I carambo, or as soon as you know Homer starts choking him, my stepmother said, you're not watching that. It's too violent. It's too cruel. It's too this. <laughs> I'm thinking, seriously? Yeah. Really? Have I mean, you watched Looney Tunes in the past 20 years? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, she said the same thing, uh, you know, in... 93, 94 about Batman the Animated Series, but whatever. Uh, it's too violent. You, you can't watch this anymore, blah, 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 whatever. Um, uh, you know, but at home with my mom, I used to watch The Simpsons all the time. I cannot tell you how many Bartman uh, shirts I had, how many Bart toys I had, Bart, Lisa, Homer. I had all the Simpsons stuff. I had a, at the time, I think this was 90, 91, we were still over in Desert Storm. It was in between when Desert Shield became Desert Storm and it was a full-scale war. Mm -hmm. um, 
they had it. I, I can't say Walmart because I honestly don't remember there being a Walmart in Massachusetts in 1989, 1990, 1991. So Kmart or some like Woolworths or some clothing store that used to be up there in, in, in Massachusetts, they had a Rambart sweatshirt, basically Bart. Uh -huh dressed up in like you know soldier gear and has you know a bandolier across his chest and everything else um i wore that shirt all the time i, lo I love that sweatshirt well they had it it was so bad with kids loving bartman and mm -hmm. loving the simpsons at my junior high school when it first came out parents were in such an uprage you know sub such an uproar about it and <laughs> they actually banned kids from wearing Bartman t-shirts and I still remember this guy Mike at my junior high he came to school right after they had banned it and he had a Fartman t-shirt <laughs> and it was Bart it was Bart but it was fart well yeah. it, but it said you know it said Fartman and where his cape was sticking out you saw a little puff of gas underneath it <laughs> I mean it was classic and, and I, I saw him come in that morning. The teacher pulled him aside and said, you have to go to the office. And I never saw him again that day. <laughs> it was, but I mean, it was great. I, I thought the shirt was hilarious and we were all cracking up over it. We all loved it. We're like, you know, cause again, you know, we're 12, 13 years old. We thought that farts were funny. We, I still think farts are funny to some extent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, thankfully I didn't have, to deal with school uniforms until my junior senior year of high school, so <laughs> so yeah, that that was good. Um, you know, The Simpsons has endured. They've had some bad times over the last few seasons and stuff, but I mean, it's still going on. It's still going strong. Um, that's what we ought to close this show with: is do the Bart man. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to have to put that in. I, I think I'll have to slip that in here. Uh, uh, 1994 um, was the year of the white Bronco. Yes. yes oh, it was. my God. I cannot believe it has been 20 years since the OJ trial. Yes. And here, I, I have a little clip. I'll play it for us right now. Bob, we are witnessing tonight a modern tragedy and drama of Shakespearean proportion being played out live on television. And you can probably believe this in our modern popular television culture. People are going to the freeway, parking their cars, and waving at OJ, we're told, as they... There you go. I mean, this... Uh, the uh, Investigation Discovery Channel just aired a special a few months ago, like going in depth with, you know, going back and looking at the trial 20 years. Oh, yeah. Ago. And it's, it fascinates the hell out of me now. Back then, I was like, hey, that's Nordberg. Nordberg can't be guilty because that's all I, honestly, yeah. Obviously, when someone said to me, O.J. Simpson, as a 14-year-old kid, all as I thought about was Naked Gun. Yeah. I didn't think about his football – I didn't even know about his football career at that time, I don't think. You know, and it's like, dang, why did Nordberg go crazy? Um, you know, still to this day, I, I don't know what to believe about that case. You know, it's – 
I, I would give my opinions, but I don't really don't feel like angering a bunch of people, so I'm just well, going to leave mean, it out. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying either way. I'm just saying I just don't know what to think about that case, even yeah. 20 years later, because, I mean, we've had a lot of high-profile cases in our, you know, time on this on, on this earth and stuff, and and you know you you look at you know I watch a lot of Investigation Discovery Channel because I watch a lot of these you know crime you know stuff like Forensic Files and you know Mystery Detectives and yeah you know that 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 kind of stuff and you look at all these cases that are profiled and it's like wow there's a lot a lot of sick people in a lot of famous court cases and crime cases over the years but I I could say in my lifetime. Out of the court cases that I've paid attention to, I think the top two most popular ones or most, you know, widely known ones is probably OJ and Casey Anthony. Yeah. I would put that right up there. You know, those two. Uh, I guess you could say Scott Peterson, too, but it's like. Yeah. I mean, you know, OJ, it, that was. You know, like Dan Rather said, you know, I, I believe that was was that Rather a bro that was Brokaw. Yeah, that was Brokaw. Brokaw. Unless it's Peter Jennings, I just never. That's the other thing about the late '80s, early '90s. By the between the time I was seven and fourteen, I only paid attention to Peter Jennings. I never watched Rather or Brokaw, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I liked Peter Jennings better. But anyway, uh, you know, Brokaw said, you know. We are watching television, you know, history unfold on television. And, I mean, that that case is still historic to this day. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you look at it, there's some very sad things that come about. People who helped O.J. on that case, who, who defended him, they've passed away. You know, Kim Kardashian's dad. <laughs> or, um, yeah, I think it's Robert, her dad. Yeah, Robert, yeah, Robert Kardashian. He was in on this case. Yeah. Uh, you know, Johnny Cochran has passed away. Yep. Just, you, you know, you look at all this stuff. The the one person, though, that sticks in my mind from this, and, and I will still remember this to, to this day, David Hasselhoff was affected by O.J. Simpson. What? Yes. See, what was going to happen was that that same day, June 17th, 1994, David Hasselhoff was supposed to have a huge pay-per-view concert. And people had lined up and paid for his concert and they were going to watch him on TV and he was supposed to be, you know, this was going to be his comeback tour and him mm -hmm. singing Hooked on a Feeling and all these other things. And he was going to be singing out on the stage. And instead of everybody watching David Hasselhoff, they <laughs> tuned in to watch the white Bronco running down the freeway. Well, I can't, um, I can't, I really can't, uh, you know, fault them because let's face it, unless he's in kits, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Baywatch was all right. It was a departure. It had hot women in it, but it was boob I watch. Mean, let's call it what it was. Yeah. I mean, I mean seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see here who played him in Seinfeld. Oh, Ch oh my God, that was Phil Morris. I cannot believe that. He nailed Cochran in Seinfeld oh. as Jackie Childs. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> you 
shouldn't have had it try it on. Yeah, that thing should fit like like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, HBO broadcast a concert appearance by Barbara Streisand, the entertainer's first public concert in 27 years, on August 21st, 1994. Wow, she's old. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. I'm looking here at some of the shows that ended this year. Uh, quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. We had the horrible, horrible Saved by the Bell, the college years that went out. Uh, uh, uh. Bite uh, your damn tongue. Oh, see, the I college, didn't like it. No, 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 no. The college years was cool because it was an evolution from the original show. What sucks is what came after where you had the new class. That's what sucks. That's where oh. you should. That's where you should point your anger towards because the college years was we were still following kelly zach and slater uh you know and screech um and it you know i, I love the college years yeah I, it, only, I, it only lasted one year but um you know yeah one of my other favorites and again because of this show people still to this day will hum the theme song to me doug you know, from Nickelodeon. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it, you know, Patty Mayonnaise and Doug Funny, you know, Pork Chop, Roger, all mm-hmm. running around. Tom Kenny doing the voice of Doug. It was great, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and of course, we cannot forget, I know we had him at the very beginning here, we cannot forget Jim Carrey and <laughs> David Allen Greer, you know, Keenan he, Ivory, Wayans, Wayans Brothers, starring in In Living Color. In living color, and we cannot we, we cannot mention that show without mentioning Jennifer Lopez's television debut as one of the dancers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, she was a fly girl. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, J Ho started shaking her booty there. <laughs> what can I nice. say? Uh, uh, now, a couple of other shows. A lot of people remember not the Mama from Dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and I'm. I'm going to have to cover that at some point here on the show. I'm not sure oh, when. Uh, and then, of course, this was, and still to this day, I'm going to play this clip for everybody, and you'll know exactly where it's coming from. Star Trek. Yes, yes. And this was the Star Trek The Next Generation that ended. Uh, I actually really liked the finale that they did. They brought in Q. They brought, they basically kind of were bouncing back and forth with within time of going well into the future, into the past when they were first on the Enterprise, jumping around, even going back in time with Q standing there and going, oh, look, there's your human life. Oh, it's in a little primordial soup. Oh, Look, you've screwed it up, and now it's not going to go on anymore. What a shame. Just that whole thing, I, I loved it. My father and I sat there, and we were absolutely in awe of the show. So, you know, it, it's one of those things. I'm not a Trekkie. I'm not a Trekker, whatever the term is. But this one I liked. I liked it a lot. 
just because of how the interfaces were, the holodeck, everything mm-hmm. that came through. And I, I love TNG and I love Deep Space Nine. That's other than that, I am pretty much a a casual Trekkie. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't get into it as much as everybody else does. I actually, and I know people are going to be screaming at their their eye devices and Android devices when I say this. I actually loathe the original series because my dad forced me. I had two choices on Sundays living with my dad and my stepmom from 93 to 94. I could either sit at home and be bored to death with Star Trek reruns, which weren't even the Star Trek shows that I watched when I was with my mom, or I could go to church. <laughs> wow. I, I would rather be <laughs> bored to death with Star Trek reruns that I just didn't care about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is that. Um, uh, but yeah, Star Trek The Next Generation, absolutely love that. Uh, I love what they've done since because especially with one of our favorite shows, um, a lot of them have guest starred and one of the more memorable ones is good old Jordy, good old LeVar Burton, <laughs> shows up on The Big Bang Theory, uh, invited to some party at Sheldon's apartment, and they're all doing Dance Dance Revolution or whatever the hell the game was, or they were doing karaoke or something. He's like, he walks out. He's like, I- I'm never getting on Twitter again. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've had Spiner on there, obviously. Uh, Will what's his- Wheaton? Yeah, yeah. Will-, Will Wheaton, Sheldon's nemesis, who is now his friend. Um, They've had Spock on there a couple of times. Yeah, and uh, the funny thing with that is that Leonard Nimoy has never actually appeared on screen for it. It's always been his voiceovers well, or mentions of him, which I thought was yeah, great. And, and I, I heard part of the reason for that was that after he showed up as Spock in the the Star Trek Ten, we'll just call it Star Trek Ten, uh, that he said he didn't want to ever appear on screen as Spock ever again. Well, you're talking about JJ Abrams, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. I don't care. It was still funny how they did it because they took a Spock action figure, which looks (laughs) just like him. Yes. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, that's fine. If, if he wants to do nothing but voiceover for Spock from now on, I don't care. Yeah, because let, let's face it. I mean, that's what we want to hear is the voice. We don't care what he looks like. Yeah, I mean, he's. I'll admit, he's pretty sad. I I saw him at Comic Con last year. Uh, not last year being 2013, not 2014. Um, he is definitely showing his age. Don't get me wrong; he still looks great, but he is showing his age, and you can see it. He's got. Glasses that I swear, you know, you could take and use them to set a fire just by holding it six feet up in the air because they're so damn thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wearing hearing aids now because he can he can't really hear too well. It's you know the man is getting old. What can we say? But we all still love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, also in '94 for television. Uh, what America's Funniest People ended after four years, five years. I, I never, as much as I love Joey Gladstone, as much as I love Dave Dave Coulier, I never get uh, got into America's Funniest People. Um, I watched I, like I, I think I watched the first season and I was like, 
this is kind of stupid, especially when they started having, you know, the little uh, jackalope running around. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, L.A. Law ended this year, which is kind of sad. I love that show. Um, but we can't go without at least mentioning this because, sadly, we lost one of the best comedians of our lifetimes. Uh, the Joan Rivers show ended in 1994, started in 89, ended in 94. Yes. Uh, she is one of those people, lover, hater, whatever. There's no way you're never not going to laugh or be shocked and appalled at what she says. First of all, the first thing I remember her from is two things. Spaceballs as Dot. Uh, dot Matrix. Yes. And... Look who's talking to, because she was the internal voice of Molly's, uh, of Christy Alley's character's baby girl. Uh, uh, no, at like, the, that was at the, actually at the very end of Look Who's Talking, because Look oh, Who's Talking 2 was Roseanne. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. It's the very end of Look Who's Talking. It, I wish they would have kept her as the voice, honestly. Oh, I mean, it would have been do, so much better. Yeah, do, don't get me wrong. I like Roseanne in certain things. I mean, Roseanne as Krang Prime in Turtles is just creepy as all hell, but it's awesome. <laughs> uh, but uh, but Joan Rivers at the end of Look Who's Talking shows up as the the internal voice for uh, Christy Alley's next child in that movie. Uh, so you have uh, Joan Rivers and Bruce Willis talking to each other. Yes. That is amazing. <laughs> Can we talk? Can we talk? Yeah, yeah really. Um, you know, she is one of the pioneers for women in comedy. She really is. Oh, yeah. She is arguably she is the one person that started the fashion craze because she is the first person to ever ask anyone at any award show, who are you wearing? Yes. And – Ever since then, we've had an obsession with who these stars are wearing. Um, I've caught the E! show that she did, Fashion Police, every now and then. Honestly, I don't care about the fashion. I just wanted to see what Joan would say about it. Um, <laughs> she never apologized for anything. What can we say? She just she shouldn't she shouldn't have to, honestly. <laughs> she, no. And I think a lot of it was that she just people were going She's old. She's just going to say whatever comes out of her mouth. <laughs> so what? <laughs> she's old. <laughs> you know, that was kind of the attitude I saw of it. It's just and just hilarious. Even when she was on. God, I can't believe I am going to admit to watching this, but <laughs> the Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> oh, come on. Celebrity Apprentice is not as bad as normal Apprentice. True. True. <laughs> But, you know, all I could think was, what is, you know, what is she going to do now? And especially with her going on with with uh, Gene Simmons. And I was just like, oh, God. You know, the best part about Celebrity Apprentice for me, um, and we ought to do a spotlight on this guy at some point, was George Takei. I love me some yes. George Takei. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that guy. That, that guy is such an amazing actor personality, not just because he was on Star Trek, the original series, um, but like he's just so damn funny. Oh like, yeah. Honestly, George Takei 
and Joan Rivers. If George wasn't, you know, the way he is, if he wasn't gay, I swear to God, they could be a married couple because the two of them together. No, seriously. Yes, no, no I can see it. I, I'm saying, like, the two of them together as comedians, oh my God, so amazing. I wish we had some sort of video somewhere of the two of them, like, just in a room somewhere talking, just having a conversation. Um, but Joan Rivers, you know, may, may, may she rest in peace. Uh, 1994 in television had a lot of interesting things start and end. Uh, there were still a lot of things going on. I mean, you still had Full House going on at this point because that didn't end until 95. Um, I am going to mention a show that really launched a lot of, well, a lot of careers now when we look back. Mm-hmm. Um, this one helped launch Justin Timberlake. It helped launch Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> you know what show I'm talking about. Of course. Mickey the big Mouse old Club. mouse ears, yep. Yep, and this was, uh, this to get it straight here, this was the 1989 version that they came right. back and did. I, I, I remember when it first came back because my mom w- loved the original 50s version of Mickey Mouse Club, and she would always let us watch it you know when it was on and when we had disney channel the very first time that disney channel came out we were watching we're like hey this is really cool we loved it and then my mom got rid of disney channel and we didn't actually have it as part of our cable package mm-hmm. and so when mickey mouse club came on in 1989 the only time i would get a chance to see any episodes of it would be in the middle of like when they'd have like a free preview weekend or something like that and mm-hmm. it, it pissed me off because I really wanted to watch it. <laughs> and, you know, now I'm seeing it and going, what was I, you know, what was I smoking thinking that this was going to be that good? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I will say that um, what was really interesting was uh, when he, I think it was the third season of The Voice. Yeah, 2012. Um the third season of The Voice, they had mentioned something that um, one of Christina's old rivals or old old cast members would be, you know, they basically pimped it out on the show as, you know, someone from Christina Aguilera's past would be uh, appearing on The Voice. And it was Tony Luca because Tony Luca was on the Mickey Mouse Club at the same he's Obviously, he's not as popular now. As you know, and he wasn't as popular then as as she and Brittany and Justin would go on to be. But it was just interesting to me in the Voice season three when they they said you know someone a man from Christina's past is going to be you know on the show, and I thought that was a really cool connection. Yeah. Um, and the funniest thing was one of his songs that he did uh, because I believe at one point was he on Team Christina? Um, no, he was on Team Adam. Um, uh, on Team Adam, Adam was like, hey, look, you know, you want to embrace your Mickey Mouse, you know, roots and kind of throw it in everybody's face? Because uh, I believe at this point in 2012, Britney was on uh, as a judge on American Idol. Um, Adam had him do his own, had Tony do his own version of Baby One More Time. Oh, and it gosh. floored the entire <laughs> show. It was so awesome. I would almost want to see that. I mean, just I, I'm sure I could find it somewhere, but it's like hmm, just because I can't stand the song myself. And I'm sure that his version is great, but I I just can't stand 
that song. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to close it out here because we're about an hour now. Uh, so we'll go ahead and close off. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for listening to the show here. This Actually, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we bounced around a lot, but it was a lot of fun. I think we'll have to do something like this again. Uh, pick a year and, and go for it. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, Mike, do you have anything that you want to talk about for GeekCast Radio Network? Uh, just go check out the website, www.geekcastradio.com. Check out our uh, our new TV podcast, uh, uh, remote control that's going strong right now so check that out check out the pull bag and just all the other content on there as well okay and I want to thank everybody for listening and talking about my generation uh, you can leave us an email if you'd like send us an email at mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com you can write us at uh, you can go on to our Facebook page and leave us a message there uh, we are at talking about my generation on Facebook you can go and leave us a voicemail. We have a voicemail line now. It's area code 760-659-0242, and we'll play it on the air. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody for listening here. Uh, we did get a... I'm trying to see who our new ad is. We just had a new page like, and I wanted to see who that was and announce who it was. Let me get this pulled up here real quick. Uh, come on. Arg. <laughs> I hate Facebook. <laughs> what can I say? Of course, it's right. not saying. Anyway, I, I'll if I find it here, I'll post it up and and say thank you. We do appreciate everybody who is liking the page here, and I apologize that I have missed it. Uh, <laughs> and Mike, I think we're gonna go out with your suggestion here. I'm gonna let everybody kind of guess as to what it was, and we'll play it right now. The Simpsons. Boring. Come on, man. I can't wait. I love an audience. I'm hurting Bart. Bart. Don't worry, Bart. I'll tell your parents you took part. Now a group that needs no introduction, your children.
Keep it in the groove. 